What's up, everyone? It's NFL Week 5, and this is the Game Plan DFS and Bets show with the GOAT himself, top 10 DFS player in the world, professional sports better extraordinaire, John Satsation Alessio. What's up, my man? What's going on? Week 5, man. Week 5. I cashed another sleazy teaser last week, plus 450. It was nerve-wracking. It was nerve-wracking. I had the last the last piece was was Chiefs minus two and a half. That was uh yeah, I mean a lot of people teased that one down, which made sense. It was a good tease. Uh, but you got bailed out. Got bailed out with that call. The refs, the refs, um, yeah, you listen, as a Jets fan, you know, like I acknowledge the refs screwed the Jets over in that game. I think the holding penalty was the most egregious of all of the misses where uh, Mahomes ran for the long first down, and that's how they uh, put the game away. But, um, man, that game was crazy. Just just the refereeing and all of that because the Chiefs just wanted to lose. They came to lose. You know, as good as the Jet defense is, and I love the Jet defense, that was really Mahomes just playing poorly in that game. I mean, those two passes were on him. I mean, that's not – the Jets didn't do anything fancy. I as a sports better, it, it it was on him. As a sports better, a lot of times what we talk about are the letdown games, right? So I want you to t- talk to me about the, the psychology of the letdown game because I have this thought. So going into that Monday night game, the first thought I had was, why is this only minus eight and a half? The Chiefs in a ideal scenario against the Zach Wilson-led Jets should be like minus 14. So I'm thinking... They're trying to get us to bet this minus eight and a half, um, which, uh, you know, when the sports book try to tempt you on a side, you usually want to take the other side. Right. And then we get this game where it's not like the Jets are playing great or anything. It's just you have the Chiefs playing poorly. Do you think it's just the letdown scenario of going up against a team that everybody thinks sucks? Is this why Arizona keeps being competitive? Because everybody kind of gets down for the game and they suck a little less than you thought. And now the other team isn't on point for this game. I don't think so. I mean, you know, that in the NFL, that doesn't really happen as often as, let's say, in college. Like college will get a really something you want to always look at in college is like that sandwich game where they play a rival this week. Next week they play, you know, the uh, Northwest uh, Southeast State you know, and they're 50 point favorites. And then they get the big robbery game after that to kind of sandwich it in. That's a, that's a good angle in college. Like the NFL is these guys, they're pretty much, usually they're up for for every one of these games. And you can't really go in. You can't say the Kansas city game being a primetime game with all the hoopla with the Taylor Swift nonsense and all that was going on around that game. Like they were, they were primed and ready to play that game. Um, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I think poor jobs even showing up at that game. That, that That's just Aaron Rodgers being about, hey, what about me? Uh, primetime game. Like, let me fly from California while I'm rehabbing here. Let me get a special OK for my doctor to fly so that my face could be on television because I know there's going to be a lot of uh, people watching this game. So that was a little, you know, like leave, you're that's not so part of you never part, you. You were part of the team for four plays. Like, let Zach Wilson have his time here. I mean, as bad as he's been. And the kid actually played decently. But I, I don't think. Back to your original point with the with the line, I mean, the Jet defense is just good enough where this is a middle-of-the-road team. Like, this team is the – last year, they weren't bad. The whole reason that we were excited about this team going into this year is because of how good they were last year without a quarterback. It's the same situation now. They don't have a quarterback, but this is a team that defensively they'll keep you in – they could, you know, potentially keep you in the games. I mean, you look at them this week, we'll get to it, but, you know, they've got <laughs> – Zach Wilson might have a monster week this week. It is not a bad spot for Wilson. I will say this. Um, my theory is that they were all partying with Kelsey and T Swift and Mahomes and Brittany, you know, and the whole crew. And they were having a good time just kind of thinking, whatever we're going to have. This is a, they, I think they were all like not head in the game. They were having too much celebrity overload. Um, that's my theory about the jets game. Um, as far as Zach Wilson goes though, I will say that this was the first game in, since he's been on the Jets, that I thought he played competently as a quarterback. And that's a, that's saying a lot. The, the Jets have won games with Zach Wilson at the helm, but this was the first first time and only time that he played competently, which at least is a better thing than him not doing that. So for the Jets, a little hope nugget creeps into the back of your mind space 
Jets fans look pretty good. Um, all right, so let's talk about the NFL week five main slate of games. I am seeing that this Jaguars Bills game is at 9 30 a.m. So that is a another London game for the Jaguars in a row. Are they is this really happening? Did they go to another country? What the hell's going on? Um, you got Tony Khan, right? So he was the guy. I mean, when, since he's been in the league, like this was the talk, like he would be the one owner that would put a team in London. That would, so I think he, uh, I would assume the team stayed out there. I haven't, I haven't paid. I mean, you're not flying back and forth. They just stayed there. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine you just stay out there. So they, that's actually a big advantage to Jacksonville this week. We're not going to get too much into that game. That's a big advantage being out there. I mean, if you've ever made that trip, it's, uh, you know, it, it does weigh on you. I don't know when Buffalo will go out there. I would guess you would go, I would think you would go on Friday. So, um, you know, you only get a couple of days to get acclimated to the, the time change and, and and whatnot. So, yeah, I would say it's an advantage to the team that's been out there. Yeah. Interesting. But let's let's focus the main slate, John. And, and the first game that comes up here, Texans at the Falcons. The Falcons are one and a half point home favorites in this game. It carries a 41 and a half point team total. Um, John, the Texans have been playing pretty good. Uh, CJ Stroud, you know, it's time to accept that he's not bad. I mean, I, probably better than not bad, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's been really good. He's been so, really good. Yeah, I can't uh, I, I can't say anything bad about uh, about this team. I mean, now they they just beat the crap out of Pittsburgh, which is, I mean, this is probably the low point now for for uh, for the Steelers. But Atlanta, I mean, just they're doing nothing in the passing game. So that's another team between. Th there's two quarterbacks from the same draft class there that with. Uh, Right with Ritter and and uh, and Pickett, like neither one of these quarterbacks are looking very good. Now they've got an elite running game, but that's about all they have. So I don't know. Like in this game here, I don't know if they can hang with uh, Houston. I mean, the public here. The, the problem is, and you know, I, the public seeing everything that I'm seeing. So I don't have any model or anything that really likes this game one way or the other. But when you look at it, you're like, boy, it it certainly to the eye test looks like Houston's the better team. So when you look at the point spread of two, that's about what a home field advantage is these days. It's 1.75 to two points. So what they're telling you basically is these teams are even on a neutral field. I don't know if they are right now. I mean, to me, it just looks like Houston's the better team. The line start opened at four and a half. It has consistently dropped uh, since the open. More of the money's coming in on the Houston side of this game. Uh, the total has been pretty split, 50-50. Let's see if there's any move on the total again we're doing this on tuesday so you know lines may change but yeah the total hasn't moved all that much but i think that line move is indicative of the fact that the public is really going to be on houston in this game i'm looking at your um power ranking sheet from last week just to get a feel for atlanta's uh defense and i'm just trying to understand um if where you know if they're good and and where they're good so it looks like um they're allowing Looks like the passing defense, they're allowing 55 more or, or 55 fewer yards per game than average to opposing passing games while allowing uh, almost 18 more rushing yards per game. Do you have, wait, do you have the newest one up? Do you no, have do you have the, one? have you, do you have yeah, one? Yeah, it's up for, there. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Go on uh, the website. Nice. Hang, hang. All right. So I'm going to bring up the, um, the power ranking sheet for this week here. And let's take a look at this matchup because I was really curious about Atlanta in particular's defense. And uh, this is, uh, John, this is your power ranking sheet, which is available on the Sharp app, sharp.app to gain access to this um, power rankings for you. This is my number one tool for DFS, to be honest with you. I love this tool. So I'm looking at this game. And one thing that stands out, Atlanta is allowing now 41 fewer passing yards per game below expectation. Um, part of that, I think, John, is because of um, they have an elite cornerback in Atlanta. So this is probably not the Nico Collins game for DFS. It's kind of the Damian Pierce game. The Atlanta is a team you want to attack with your running attack. Damian Fierce Pierce. Can we play Damian Pierce in DFS? He got like 25 touches last week. I think that's my guy. Um. Look! Look at the uh, bring. The, if you bring the chart back up, look at the column right next to it, which I know you like. All right, hang on. Oh, the uh, should we attack this game column? It look, they're like the second worst team, Atlanta, 
because it's, of the fact that they just they've been so atrocious throwing the ball and they're pretty good stopping the pass. So yeah, this is not a team. So this column right here is the column that kind of brings all the numbers together and like it's an expectation of how many yards above or below expectation this game should produce. And this is a bad one, right? So anytime you see a negative number, you want to avoid you basically want to avoid any games with Atlanta. So it pr probably eliminates Houston from a team that we should be messing with this week in general. So I, I, yeah, I think overall, even, even the running back, I, I would, I would uh, tread lightly. I, I I might even just cross this game off. Yeah. This looks like a stay away uh, flip side though. I mean, listen, B John Robinson is going to be somebody on my, uh, in my mix every week. I just like him, but beyond that, this one looks pretty uh, yes. ugly for Apologies. DFS purposes. What's yeah, Bijan is uh Bijan will definitely be in play. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the best option you have in this game. Um and no bets here. I mean, uh, do you take a stab on the Texans? Better yeah, team? Yeah, I think I think the Texans is the only way to go uh on this game. As of right now, I don't really love anything, but I would lean the Texans. I hate, you know, I hate that it's the public stuff. It's not like the public loses every game, but it is the public side of this of the uh, of the game right now. Hate the public side. We love the public, but hate their side. I love um, my people. The people just don't like their bets. Yeah. Well, that's why you got to go to sharp. Get sharp. Exactly. Get rid of this. Round off the squares. Get sharp. That's it. That's um, sharp. All right. We sharpen up you marbles. And listen, that's why I come to DFS Army to bet like a pro. This is how we do it. Um, Panthers at the Lions. Lions are nine point home favorites. Panthers 0 and 4. Not looking great with Bryce Young at the helm. Right now, they're feeling the regrets. They're like, we took. This NFL-ready quarterback ahead of C.J. Stroud, and look what we got. We got a five-foot-ten interception machine. Can it turn around here for the Panthers? I don't like non-competitive game environments, but I will say the Lions have a massive team total in this game. Yeah, Nine points be... for me is not something I like to lay, John. Uh, as far as on the betting side? Yeah, I don't lay nine. nine. I don't yeah, like I, I actually I'm waiting for this game. I'm, I'm hoping to get 10. You can get nine and a half and something. If I can get 10, I'd actually jump on the Carolina side hmm. um of this of this one. So I'm I'm kind of waiting out and I'm I'm watching the line and it has not hit 10 as far as I've seen uh yet. So I don't think it that uh yeah, I have not missed it. I've been waiting for the 10, haven't missed it. Nine and a half is the best we've gotten. And some some places you can still get that nine and a half. So I, I do like it. I do like the 10. Now, the public on this one certainly going to be on Detroit. No one's betting. Uh, no one's going to bet Carolina. So when we look at the the money that's come in, it's it's almost nine to one on the on the Detroit side of the game. And the over is just getting hammered as well. It's like almost all of the money has come in on the over. And when I look at the Sharp Report, which this is like, you know, it's a must-have for you if you're a handicapper. And Anthony basically posts this in the app and in our Discord, um, just letting you know, like, where there's one specific very sharp book has sharp money or the square money, the public money, where it's coming in at. And, again, this game is a big public game. Uh, the handles back that up, and Detroit is where all the money's coming in. Yeah, I'm not touching that. Uh, I'm not touching that bet, but... Uh... I'm looking at this game from DFS angles again. So once again, I'm going to bring up I'm going to bring up the power ranking sheet because I think this is very telling in this specific game. And you see here, Panthers running game is a disaster here. Expected to only produce 48 rushing yards and 192 passing yards. This is a disaster. Stay away from this offense completely. No Thielen. No. I'm out. He's too expensive. It's ridiculous. Unless Andy Dalton is in charge. Hell no. The only player in this game of interest across both teams for DFS purposes uh, uh, is um, is David Montgomery. He is uh, Detroit's looking at 151 rushing yards in this matchup. And most of those should go to David Montgomery. By the way, I want to point out because I had some Twitter arguments with some people. They said, why did you play Achan, Devon Achan and Mostert last week? They said, I'm uh, only donkeys played them. So, well, what what was the issue? Well, the, the mean projection wasn't that great for either guy, which is true because they're only getting 14 or 15 touches. But the, the power ranking sheet was very clear on that game. 
it predicted Miami 190 rushing yards. Now they didn't get the 190. They got close. They didn't get the 190 because they lost and they got kind of blown out a little bit. But um, the the power ranking sheet identifies the best spots. 151 yards for Detroit this week. And wait, we got Giants Miami coming up as well. So you're going to see another really good spot. But that's where I was like, wow, okay, 190 yards has got to go to someone, someone, not a running quarterback. So um, these metrics are extremely predictive. 48 rushing yards for Carolina. I don't like it. The only play here is Montgomery on the DFS side. I'm not even touching the passing game for Detroit at all in this one. All right, next up we have the Giants at the Dolphins. And, John, the Giants made a mess of themselves on Monday Night Football. It was disgusting. I, I don't know what happened to their offensive line, but you should know that Seattle is not a good rushing football team, and they I think they got nine sacks in the game. It was crazy. So now they're going down to Miami, and it looks like 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 a like a sheep to the slaughter. This is going to be now. I don't know how to turn it around, whatever. But this doesn't look good on paper. Um, Dolphins are ten and a half point home favorites for this game. the The game total is a solid forty nine and a half, but it's all expected to be Miami just pouring the points on. John, do we can we get another seventy pointer? Could we get another situation where Mostert and uh, Hon both crush it? Uh, 70, I'm not going to predict that, but you know, why can't they get to 40? I mean, yeah, this, the Giant, you know, I, actually the Giant defense didn't actually play all that bad last night. Like both defenses for, for both teams obviously played well. Like, But it was one of those games where Seattle didn't really need to do anything. I mean, the game was just, they had, the Giants had no chance in that game but they didn't give up any yards really the giants you know yeah, just, but seattle's not that good of an offense so it's like yeah but see you you kind of expected some offense in that game last night because the giant defense isn't very good i mean arizona tort torched them um you know and and seattle's basically given up a ton of points to every team that they've played just about right so that was just an unusual an unusual game this miami offense all right I wasn't expecting them to go into Buffalo and win last week. I kind of, I like Buffalo on that game. I think it'll be a different story. If the game means something, they don't play until the uh, last week of the year, they get Buffalo at home. So we'll see if that game means anything. But um, typically I love to jump on a team like Miami that got blown out this week. Problem is they're playing another team in the similar situation. So I'm kind of neutral on this game. I would lean more towards taking the points, but uh, I'm not going to touch this game. I'm not going to bet it. At all, I think the public's going to be on Miami as I look at it now. Yeah, the the money has all come in on Miami so far. It's moved the line. I mean, the line was going to open at eight and a half, and after that game last night, it's moved up to eleven. So, um, deservedly so. I mean, this Miami defense isn't terrible, even though they got torched last week. They're they're not terrible. Um, so we'll see. They'll it could get ugly if they don't solve that offensive line. It was just a terrible game. To, I, I thought we'd get a good game last night. Get a little offense. These these primetime games for the most part have sucked. And that one was no better. So um, we'll see. But yeah, they the Giants have a short week to get this thing figured out on the offensive line. Are they going to get run out of the building uh, against Miami? So the uh, like I said, the total has been going higher. The the money is coming in on the over as well. So that went up from 47.5 to 49.5. So basically Miami and the over, that's where all the money's coming in. This is one of the easiest teasers of the uh, of the of the week. For me, I'm just gonna Combine it up with, see, here's how I like to, I like to win, right? I don't like to challenge myself or prove this or that. John, I like winning. I know that might not appeal to everybody, but that's just how I am. So instead of worrying about whether Miami's going to cover 10 and a half and getting burned by the Lions, are they going to cover the full nine points? I'm going to tease both of these down uh, seven points. We'll get them. I might have to find the right book for this dolphin so I can get it down to about three. And I'm going to lock in a win. I'm going to lock in a plus 120 win. Why not just take the easy money? No respect for the teaser. You got no respect for the teaser. I can see I, it in your eyes. I like teasers in certain. No, I like teasers in certain spots. You don't, um, you don't respect the tease. Yeah, I don't know if I love the teaser here, but. You know, that's okay. I, th I think we've learned, we've learned by watching enough of these NFL games. Last week kind of went to script, 
but man, the week before didn't, and you know there'll be a few more weeks that don't. So you're gonna get burned. You're gonna you're get, get burned. burned. But yeah, I mean, should should Miami cover three? Absolutely. Uh, but depends on what you're gonna put it with. So we'll see. Yeah, but I feel really, really good that Miami's covering three, four, even five. You put that within seven, they're covering it. Uh, in my opinion. So you don't even need to get crazy with that one. I think that's a comfortable game to tease. And again, I, I want to talk to DFS angles here real quick because I, I didn't. So I'm going right back to Mostert, uh, Achan. I'm not really sure which one of those guys is the better one. They're both priced up to an uncomfortable level in DFS, which means ownership will not be uh, exploding on either guy. But if the Giants play like they did or anywhere near how, how badly they did and they just keep giving the Dolphins offenses opportunity... Uh, offense opportunities, they're going to get destroyed. And and the Dolphins could pull another Denver and just run it down their throats again and again. I don't even mind crazy tournament Millie Maker winner uh, approach of both of those running backs in the same lineup. So I'm going back to it. What I'm not going to do here is probably play Tyreek Hill and Tua because I just think that the game is going to be too easy, just like the way that the... Um, Seattle offensive pieces this past week didn't really need to do much and didn't give you any kind of tournament winning numbers. I'm a little nervous about that. So I don't think this is a two a week for me. There's too many good QBs to pay for, and those aren't them. Um, all right, John, next up, this is a game that looks like DFS poison. The Saints at the Patriots, 40 point total, Patriots home, one and a half point favorites. Uh, this does not stand out to me in any way for DFS angles. I don't like anything. I like Patriots defense a little bit. From what I saw of Derek Carr last week, John, the dude still can't throw. He's got a shoulder injury. He was one for six on, on passes targeting uh, Chris Olave. That doesn't happen if your shoulder is not screwed up. All of his targets uh, wound up going to Alvin Kamara, but with just right near the line of scrimmage. It was like he couldn't throw more than 10 yards. This is not a good scene, and this is going to result in a very, very bad performance by the Saints offense on the road at the Patriots. I mean, you could bet the Patriots here as bad as the Patriots have been. I think you could bet them here. And um, that's what I think, that don't touch any of this except for maybe Patriots defense in this game. What do you say? The problem, I mean, I got to look deeper into the injury, but injury aside, I, I would love New, New Orleans in this game. But you cannot trust this guy. Trust that's me, the problem. You got to worry about the injury. Yeah. 39 and a half. I mean, it's just, you know, the as far as DFS goes, just too too low a total. And both of these defenses are pretty solid. New Orleans played pretty good defense. Um, what's interesting though, you know, the line is not the line's not going in that direction of we're worried about the injury. So this was two and a half. It's down, it got down to one, one and a half. So it's kind of moving in the direction of the Saints, the the Patriots have their own issues. They've got issues at quarterback. Yeah. They're sure. coming out of that game. They bench the quarterback. There's fear. I don't. I don't think there's any. So I think that is affecting the line more than people not realizing that if you watched the game, I don't think people watched the game. If you saw the guy cannot throw. I don't know if that means he won't be able to throw next week, like an injury. I, I don't know how to judge week to week. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an arthroscopic surgeon but the dude could not throw last week he only was completing passes to kamara within three yards of the line of scrimmage that was it one for six to uh chris olave when did when does that happen it was gross it was gross john so um i'm i'm expecting more of the same so i'm going to kind of use what my eyes told me and um, say that he still won't be able to throw. He came back too soon, was scared he was going to lose his job to Jameis Winston. Really, why did he come back, John? Why did he do it? Yeah, I mean, the way it's he looked, the there was no reason. There was no, you, have a, you have a pretty competent backup. They probably got one of the best backups in the league. I mean, of all the backups, I'll take my chance. We know it. There's no backups that's great, but like, the upside of Winston is far better than probably. I can't think of a better of a of a backup in the league with more upside. Yeah, so. he, he'd been fine. I don't. I don't think he's he's quite honestly not really different than Derek Carr. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, but but you, you can't ignore the stat lines, and and just what you saw with your eyes. So for me, it's the Saints. 
But as a DFS play, I'm moving on. Um, reminder, you are watching the Game Plan DFS and Bets, Bets show with John Sensational Alessia, Chief Content Officer over at the Sharp app, sharp.app. If you want to check out Sharp app, get all the betting tools, the Proptimizer. Uh, the Proptimizer has been fire. I, by the way, I popped open the Proptimizer last night. I'm like, I'm looking for a prop bet. The first thing that came up was um, Wandell Robinson over uh, 20 uh, receiving yards. I think we hit it in the first quarter. It was the, you're talking about sweating out a bet. The, the, the prop said 33. The, the projection said 33. The prop was at 20. I jumped in the channel. I'm like, boom, hit it. The other one was um, the over on, actually, that was the only one. That, that was the only one for, from last night, but it's popping up. Number one on the sheet. Easy money. And that's what the top props, uh, the prop optimizer has been doing. So if you want to check that out, code DFSA23. Gets you 20% off. I think it's the FSA 23, but link in the description below. Just click the link and um, go to sharp.app to get signed up right now. Okay. Ravens at the Steelers. The Ravens, three and a half point road favorites facing a Steelers team coming off a beating that they took from the Texans. Um, Ravens looked pretty good last week uh, against uh, the um Ryan Thompson, Ocasio Cortez led, uh, led, um, or who the hell, DTF, DT, Ryan Thompson Finnegan, whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, preseason superstar. Uh, that was one of the, you know, on this show last week, I said, I love the Ravens at plus three. We had the Ravens. Yeah, we both had the Ravens last week plus three and wound up being a real good line after Watson was out. But yeah. I mean, you talk about a no sweat. <laughs> Five minutes into the game, I'm like, I'm glad I I I I took it plus three while we were doing the show. Like simultaneous. I took the bet because I loved it as we talked about it. Then later in the week, I saw it move to one and a half, and I'm like, you know what? I'm taking more. And I I uh, I doubled down on it. And then, of course, by, you know, with the Watson out news, the line changed to, um, you know, minus. So I was like, all right, we got that one, beat that closing line. But that was obviously a little bit of luck. Every once in a while, it works on our side. So this week, we got the Ravens at the Steelers. And you think the Steelers can turn it around against the solid Ravens defense? This is one of those that, one of those guys, I love those games coming. I love the team coming off a blowout win against a team off the blowout loss. I, I kind of like, I always like that angle. So I like the three and a half. In this game, uh, we should see Trubisky. I believe. Uh, I'm actually hoping they'll be better with Trubisky. I mean, uh, boy, I, I, the picket's just been. I think it's tough to say, but you know, Wilson has taken a step up, and you got Pickett might be the worst quarterback down with Ritter, starting quarterback in, in football now. I, I I think you'd have a hard time saying he's not. Yeah, so it's, it's Bryce Young. We can't forget about. Bryce. Well, I'm not going to throw Bryce Young in there yet because of the like. Give him a chance, but a guy who's actually played now some games, uh, it's Pickett. Yeah, Bryce Young is not has not played well as of yet, but he's still a rookie. We'll give him we'll give him some time. Um, but Kenny I, Pickett, I Kenny Pickett I, four touchdowns, four interceptions on the season, a seventy six point three QBR, which is horrible. It's pretty bad. Uh, Wilson was actually below that, I think. But he, he but last week he had a good week, so he probably jumped it. But um, yeah, I. I it's just one of those, this is one of those handicapper things. Like the average public's never gonna believe why you would ever take Pittsburgh in this game, but this is kind of a good angle to jump on them plus the three and a half. Um, believe it or not, the money's on the, the money's come in on uh, Pittsburgh so far. But the Sharps, what happened was here, the Sharps took this at two and a half. Uh, they took it at Baltimore minus two and a half, which has now pushed this over the three and a half mark. You won't see any more sharp money come in at three and a half minus the three and a half. So you may see some sharps, some sharps dabble here um, at the three. And as a matter of fact, on the sharp report, we've also got a column for the sports book, and that lets you know what the sports book needs. Now, typically, you'd want to be on the side of the sports book, but what we show here is actually you really want to fade the plays that show up on on here because it's a very sharp book. So Baltimore minus three and a half actually shows up on the sports book side, which is a fade play. You'd want to take Pittsburgh. So I, and that's kind of what I assumed would happen, where the sharps came in at, the, at minus two and a half, which is a great number, and now that it's over the three and a half, you won't see any sharp money hit Baltimore now. 
if sharps are going to come in, they'll they'll take the Pittsburgh side at the plus three and a half. But again, uh, another low total, another game that just does not look very good from a DFS standpoint. Untouchable in DFS. 38 and a half point total is a full avoid. Um, division rivalries are generally in avoid. So there are red flags after red flag after red flag. Don't want anything to do with this one. But I will tell you a game I do want something to do with, John. Uh-oh. You're not going to like this. What I have coming for you. But the Eagles at the Rams. Eagles on the road, four and a half point road favorites with a 50 point total, 50 and a half point over under. Um, both teams have fantasy, uh, have fantasy uh, scores galore. Everywhere you look, this is a game stack. This is a team stack. This is boner alert. Uh oh. Boner alert. That's the game. That's the game that you want to target in DFS this week. Puka, Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams. Yeah, they're talking Cup might be back this week. We'll see about all that, right? He's he's off the suspension, but I'm not sure if he's going to play this week. We'll find out. Um, if Cup is back, then obviously Puka is less interesting because you can't pay. The, the the iron price for Puka with Cup there. But in general, I love both sides of this game. Jalen Hurts finally in a potentially competitive matchup. Last week it was A.J. Brown. Usually one week A.J. Brown, the next week Devontae Smith. Maybe even we'll get a Dallas Goddard siding in a game like this. But my favorite of them all uh, is, and actually I want to crack open the old uh, statsational model here as well. Let's see. Let's see what sides actually stand out. But um you know, DeAndre, so, oh, yes. All right, check this out. This is, once again, why these tools are so important, John. I fucking love this. Thank you for putting this on the Sharp app. And for everybody who is a Sharp app subscriber, I hope that this is something that you're using to help your game. So check this out. Eagles rushing expectation, 167 yards. Interestingly, the, the expected passing is low at just 198, meaning that the assumption now, of course, Jalen Hurts gets some of those rushing yards, so you can't fully um, assign that just to DeAndre Swift. But what what I noticed is that last week, Swift got about 85% of the running back opportunities. So no longer is this some sort of a 50-50 split with Gainwell or anything like that. Now it looks like this is Swift's backfield. And in a game where the Eagles are projected to rush for 167, that's super, super, super blue, uh, super green. Uh, Swift is, for me, one of my favorite DFS plays of this slate. Um, the fun thing about Swift is I can use him in a non-Hertz lineup, so I could throw him in with my, you know, lineups built around the other sexy game of the week, uh, which we're coming up on. But um, as far as the Ram side go, again, Statsational model right here shows that the Rams should be expected to throw for some serious yardage, not loving the running game. So maybe we get away from Kyron Williams here and get on to Puka, uh, Tank, uh, not Tank Dell, but uh, who the hell, Tutu, Tutu, Puka, and all of that that we have going on, on the Rams side. What do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, just uh, to go over the betting a little bit we've got no real sharp money on this game the line moved from six and a half to four i i think the rams have just looked i think better than maybe we had initially thought i know they went to overtime last week but the colts are actually better than we thought as well so uh and philly has not philly's four and oh but not an impressive four and oh right i don't want to i don't want to shit on them but they have not shown us the philly like the the well-oiled machine that we haven't fully seen the offense click. It will happen, though. I think more so is the defense. So we haven't seen the defensive side of the ball really play to what we would expect. Um, gave up a ton of points last week to Washington. Let that game yeah. go to overtime. Um, the only game they looked really solid in was the Monday night game against uh, Tampa Bay. But other than that, this defense has not played um, all that well. So, I mean, even that's why in the rankings, I think they're like ninth on the rankings because of that, because the defense has just not been strong. Now the money's coming in on the Philly side of this, of this one and the over. So we've seen, like I said, 
Now, the money's coming in on the Philly. That's This is interesting, right? So when you get the money coming in on Philly, yet the line moving the opposite way, call that a reverse line move. So keep an eye on that. Reverse line move would, would tell you that the Rams would be the play. Typically, on those type of plays, the only reason it would move that way when the money's coming in one side is that there's some sharp money coming in on the Rams side of the game. So we'll see about that. And the line has steadily moved to the over since it opened. The money's coming in that way, and it's moved that way. I'm just going to double check and see if we do have any uh, anything sharp on this one. We don't as of yet. So, uh, yeah, the money just has driven this one four points more, uh, four points higher. And I think that's again, it's it's the lack of defense that we've seen from Philadelphia that's causing that. This could be, um, you know, unfortunately, I can't, I don't play Matt Stafford in DFS, but um, I think the way to take advantage of this over is, of course, loading up on the Eagles' offense. And the Rams pass catchers is probably the way to go. I'm going to allow the projection to sort of tell me that Kyron Williams is not the great. I still think Kyron Williams is a good play because of the volume he's getting, but maybe he's not in the smash spot that it maybe appears that he's in at first glance. And maybe we want to get the Puka 2-2 combo going instead here for this one. But that is one of the games to build around this week, John. Um, I don't know if I could stomach taking the Rams, but I think you're probably right, and that's the correct side for this game. I will not make a play on that. I think if I was doing it, I'd have to tease it up. I always want to tease it. I want to win. I'd have to tease it up. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't think the public would would necessarily view it that way. Oh, actually, you know, the Rams do do pop up. Interesting, the Rams are popping up on the uh... – on the sportsbook side, which is a fade. So it's like the Philly right now, Philly side. We like to fade that side. So Philly would be the play, but I still like the Rams myself a little bit. Uh, but again, I'm not I, conflicting. Signal. Probably won't be a play. Yeah. No bet conflicting yeah. too many conflicting signals there. I don't look like at, it. you know, again, take the home field advantage. Uh, oh, actually I was looking at it the wrong way. All right. Forget that point. So what they're basically telling you is this is a six point that Philly six point better than than the Rams, which that makes sense to me. I was about to flip it the other way, and I'm like, that would be interesting that they're only two, but six points is probably about right. Um, they're and probably the field, you said it's about two nowadays, yeah. one and a half to two. So yeah, that, that sounds about right. Um, let's move on. Afternoon contest. I actually have an interesting take on this game, and I, I'm 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 really curious about your opinion. So it's the Bengals at the Cardinals. The Bengals are minus three on the road here. Cardinals at home plus three. Both teams are one and three. You know, Joe Burrow really failed miserably against the Titans, who are a team that usually you could throw against. So there's a lot of fear that just Burrow ain't right. He's not looking good. He's look he there is no doubt from anybody who's watching these games that he is not himself. I don't know what to to make of it, John. I I mean, you know, you, you don't have to be an expert in the NFL to to see that right now. I mean, this is this offense. That was a good spot for them last week, throwing the ball. Team that can't stop. Just a team that's been terrible against the past, and they've been great against the run. You figure, okay, this is the spot. It's Burrow, Chase all day, and we don't get it last week. So um, this one's interesting now. You know, Arizona's not been great on defense, but Arizona's putting points up on people. Arizona's played a lot better than certainly anyone would have expected. I mean, this was one that people had people had this one highlighted in survivor pools. Like, okay, take Cincinnati week five. Like that's out the window. Like, yeah, no one's feeling confident on Cincinnati this week um, as only a three point favorite. So uh, interesting with this one, we do a uh, similar situation that we're seeing where the sports book right now needs Cincinnati. So Arizona would be the sharper play here. Kind of makes sense. This, this line, like I said, the look ahead line was nine and a half on this game. That's where we were looking. And this thing is down to three. So it has moved quite a bit. Uh, the money's come in predominantly here on uh, on Arizona so far. And then on the total, we've seen it move uh, all the way down to 42, got up to 45, now kind of lingering around the 44-and-a-half side. So, yeah, I mean, I would, I would be leaning on the Arizona side of this game. Something is definitely not right with uh, with Cincinnati and, and Burrow. I mean, just – I mean, look at the numbers. We're not really expecting much – from from Burrow in this game, just based on how they've looked so far this year. If you look at the returns this year, Cincinnati should be expected. Again, this is a Burrow's messed up, and you know one day he'll just be healthy again. But 
Um, Cincinnati is expected to only pass for 20, 220 yards, which is an anemic number for a team like Cincinnati. Only rush for 92 yards. So my big my big angle in this game is Arizona and a couple of things. So I, I want to talk about a couple of things. We went into the seat. I, I, I don't know about we. I'm going to say me. Right? I'm going to take mea culpa. I'm not going to assign my mistakes on others. I went into the season thinking Arizona is going to be trash, right? A garbage team. They picked up a trash heap quarterback um, and just want to ride out the year and get the number one pick, right? But the players don't seem to agree with that approach. Josh Dobbs, the quarterback, has been actual good. Now, I don't know how it's happening. I don't know why. But the dude runs for 40 to 50 yards per game. He's been um, he's been producing quality outcomes from uh, Marquise Brown every single week. Uh, he, you know, Zach Ertz is a thing, right? And even Michael Wilson. So this is an offense to target. And you know who the sneaky play is in this game? And the the statsational sheet fully agrees. James the Terminator Connor in this match. I have not played the Terminator all year because I don't like running backs from losing teams generally. But you know. You're going to give me a 182-yard rushing projection? Yeah, but now like, we're only in a three-point. You know, they've been a big dog in just about every game yeah. this year. Now it's a three-point game, so, you know. And I like Arizona in that. So I like Connor. I like Hollywood Brown, cheap, under 6K on FanDuel, uh, right down uh, right down close to 5K on DraftKings. I like on FanDuel, on DraftKings, Michael Wilson, 3,700, super cheap wide receiver, touchdown upside. I like this game, and I'm going to make you nuts, John. I don't mind Josh Dobbs in a stack or two this week in the Millie Maker. Yeah, I, I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, it's a high enough total here. I'm perfectly fine with that as well. It's crazy, but nonetheless, it's crazy. It is. You know what? The guy's been good. He's been putting up Josh Dobbs, especially look on FanDuel. The guy is like 6,600 on FanDuel. And I don't know I like DraftKings more than FanDuel. Let's be real. But FanDuel has this massive discrepancy. And he's 6,600. Last week, everybody's all excited to play Aiden O'Connell. Like all the donkeys are out there pushing Aiden O'Connell. I never seen more donkey takes than what I saw last week. I loved it. It's why we were able to dominate uh, at DFS Army, the uh, the tournaments uh, that came up because we were we were warned not to do that. But everybody playing Aiden O'Connell and all these all these scrubs because they were cheap. How about playing Josh Dobbs? He's the same price, but actually been producing. That's what I think. Hey, if I want to play a cheap quarterback, I'm not going to play some rookie fifth rounder who sucked in college. I'd rather play this guy who has had 25 fantasy points, uh, you know, th three of the first four weeks of the NFL season. I'll take my chances with Dobbs as the cheapie of the week. Stack him up easy with Hollywood Brown or Michael Wilson. Or both. Um, rant over. I do see that the, the defensive numbers don't really favor Joe Mixon in this spot either, unfortunately. So I, I don't know if I'm going to go there with Mixon. Um, all right. And I like a bet on the Cardinals. Might tease it up. Um, all right. Jets at the Broncos. Broncos at home. Oh, this line moved. Uh, Broncos at home minus one and a half. John, did this line move a little bit? Were they minus three just like a couple days ago or am I, am I tripping? You are correct. Oh shit. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. So the line has moved, uh, towards the jets. I guess the people saw the jets play. I think what happened, John is people saw the jets play like mildly competent quarterback with Zach Milson at the helm. And, now it's like, wait a minute, shouldn't the Jets really be favored in this game against the Broncos team that's really, really horrible? Like, I think the Jets defense should dominate the Broncos offense here. Um, They should. I mean, this is one of the better defenses in the league. I I think Denver's going to get some points up, but I, th this is a weird game. Let, let's just go over like this, the, the betting aspect. Like you said, I mean, this was three and a half, kind of the look-ahead line, and I think it was both ways. Like, Denver didn't look all that great against Chicago get they get lucky to come away with the win. They get the late turnover in that one, and the Jets probably a little unlucky, at least not to get that game. Uh, they should have won the game. Uh, listen, I want I had to bet on the Chiefs. The yeah, Jets should have won that game. They definitely could have, definitely could have. That that you know the whole the holding penalty there I think was suspect at best. Uh, the money's coming in so far on the Jets. That line, like I said, we 
you know, it was three and a half on the look ahead. Is it keeps coming down in in the Jets' favor. The total has gone up. So this total was sub forty, and now is all the way up to forty three, um, forty two and a half, forty three and a half. You can get it anywhere in that range. So they're looking for more points. Where's the money coming in on the over? Of course, uh, we're not seeing anything sharp yet on this game. I mean, from uh, this is the first time ever that I think you're like. Zach Wilson is now in play here after looking at what I mean Fields was a, Fields was Fields has been one of the one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks. He had how many passes in a row did he complete? Like his pass percentage last week was insane. Um he threw for I, I it had to be the most yards he's ever thrown for in a game last week. So and I mean Denver has not Denver could not stop Sam Howell. Denver I mean, against Tua was just that, you know, we know what happened in that game with the running backs. Um, yeah, Denver has not played well at all defensively. So I, I think you got to sprinkle some Zach Wilson in the mix here for DFS. It's so crazy to think such a thought, but um, maybe, right? Um, more so, you would think that the Jets running backs could feast in this game based on, uh, you know, Khalil Herbert and, Chan and 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 Mostert and what all the running backs have done against Denver. I don't know if I, I feel like I want to trust Brees Hall. I feel like I want to. I don't know if I don't know if I feel like I'm going to trust him enough for like really, really like a core play. Let's say I'm definitely gonna have exposure. I'm not sure I can core play him here, but you know, I luckily Garrett. Garrett Wilson, you don't really have to make too many decisions. He's a little overpriced across most of the DFS. So it's like, I don't feel a lot of pressure there unless I was going to go nuts and start Zach Wilson, which do you go that far, John? Now it's real DFS game. Are you, you go that far? You're going to have some Zach Wilson lineups this week. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think you have to. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's how you went. That's how you went. When that works out. I mean, there's too much potential. I didn't look at his. I mean, what, what can he? He's got to be like in the low five thousands. I would guess something. He's, like he's that. super cheap, fifty three hundred. Like you know, he's yeah. one of the cheapest QBs. They're not going to price so, up Zach Milson. You know, it, it's it's a tricky week. Like last week, I anticipated a lot of big, a lot of the stacks that I really like, which you know wasn't going on on a limb. There were stacks that other people liked uh, as well, and they they did well. We had quite a few stacks hit that key sixty number. Like, and when I say stacks, I mean the quarterback and their pass catcher. Like you're looking to get 60 out of that combo when you're when you're stacking them, and I there was top of my head there was like a handful of them that that reached that point. Um, I think this week's going to be a little trickier. We don't have as many good games here this week, so so we might we might be able to get away with a a cheap quarterback here and then just get some good pieces elsewhere. Um, I'll you know. tell you right off the bat, and and you're right. Last week, Allen and and Richardson and and um a lot of a lot of QB. Uh, then acknowledge Dobbs came through uh, a lot of a lot of the QBs came through um, this week. As I look through the list, you got Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Richardson is always in play. Um, I don't even think we got to that game yet, but Cousins and then and then it, then you get into the cheapies, maybe Stroud, maybe Dobbs, maybe Wilson. That's it. Yep. So, you know, it, it's a smaller player pool for me. Uh, this week than last week. Although I had a very tight player pool last week as well, and they, they said, for the most part, I just loaded up on Richardson and Josh Allen and Tua. Tua didn't work out, but the other two did. So that that was uh, that was great. What I will say in this game, though, is I'm not really interested in anything on the Broncos side at all. Like I, I don't. There's nothing I'm interested. Just nothing. I don't want anything from the Broncos. It, isn't it crazy to say that in a game where a team's favored? And that you like the you like pieces on the other side of the game. That's very weird. Which means you kind of like the Jets in this game. Yeah, I think the Jets win the game. I, I actually feel very confident that you could take a bet on the Jets here. I think that you know my my ratings. I've got Denver as the worst team in the league, even though they won that game last week because they really shouldn't have won that game. And when you look at the stats, it kind of bore that out. They just get lucky there. I, I like the Jets in this game also. Um, I don't know if I've ever know. bet on the Jets and won the bet. Like I might well, have that might have never happened. Maybe you want to tease them up. Add it to the teaser. Just maybe you want to tease them to make eight. sure. Just make sure, Kev. You know what? Tease them. We already got. You just. We've already got. We wait. What are the teams in the in the sleazy teaser? Right. It's like we've already got the Lions. We got the 
you know, we've got the uh, the Dolphins in there. Just tease up the Jets. Let's let's add some points to that just to just to feel a little confident. But I actually think the Jets win. I think there's some merit to like a bet there where the Jets you just take the money line also. But yeah, I'll probably put it in the teaser. I'll tease that one up. No question. Um, did we talk about Titans Colts? Titans Colts. We did not talk about. We missed that one. That was okay, one o'clock. So, yep. All right, good. So that's a game because I'm like, wait, there's a lot of DFS angles in this game. I don't. Realize I missed it. So Titans at the Colts. Titans are plus one road underdogs in this game. It carries a 42 and a half point total. Um, I'm just going to say for DFS purposes, number one, I don't take any pass catchers from the Titans at all. They, they're a disaster when it comes to throwing the football. I'm not super interested in anything going on in the Titans, but Derrick Henry is always in your, you know, always going to be in my running back mix when his team is at least in a close matchup like this where where I do expect a close game. Um, the flip side here, I just want to mention that Anthony Richardson is in play every single week, no matter what you see going on. Um, he is not as safe of a play to me as someone like Jalen Hurts, who is basically the same guy, but very good at, at the throwing part of the game. So he's not as safe as, as Jalen Hurts, but he has as much upside. We saw last week he had a shit game. He salvaged it with some weird... If you watch the game, the way he throws the football, it's scary. You cannot believe that he's completing the pass. A few of them were just like these flips and stuff, and they got a little lucky. But um, Anthony Richardson needs to be in your player pool every single week is all I got to say. I don't even need... I don't think you even need to stack him at this point. But he should probably be in there. And if you needed to stack him with Pittman, I don't hate it. I got nothing on the Titan side. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I got to agree with you from the DFS. I like Richardson probably more than you do. But again, you know, nothing in the first half, and then he gets you thirty. So, um, and you were on him, right? That was one of the quarterbacks you said you had. So these are my core I, plays, and man, I was nervous. I, I was, was like, too. I, I was pretty heavy on Richardson last week myself. So I played him in cash. I like him. Yeah, I played him in cash. I was, I was like, worried yeah. about. I was. I was just worried about. You know, coming off the injury, coming off a concussion. Um, did they? Did they reel him in a little bit? He didn't run for nearly as much um, as maybe. You know, I mean, he had fifty six yards. A lot of that came later in the in the game. Ten attempts, but we'll see. Uh, a lot of his value is the fact that he ran in. I mean, the game that he got hurt, he ran two touchdowns in, but he's got four touchdowns now. And he's going to keep doing that. I mean, that's where he's just going to keep doing it. It's what he does. Yeah, best. I mean, that's the value. Yeah. If he could throw for 200 yards, throw, you know, throw for a touchdown and run for a touchdown. Like that's, that's the points that we need. So yeah, from DFS standpoint, I mean, Tennessee is just, you're right. I mean, just, it's like Henry and you just can't touch anybody else at all um, from Tennessee, but we, we do want to, I know it didn't work last week, but we want to target quarterbacks against this team and we want to target wide receivers. So I like, you know, put him in there with Pittman. I'm cool with that. Uh, the betting angles, the line is really not really moved all that much. It's kind of stayed where where it's uh, where it's been. I mean, you're you're basically taking uh, the Colts as a slight favorite in this game. And when we look at the total, not a whole lot's going on there either. It's kind of stayed stagnant. And because of that, when we look at the money, money's kind of even on this game. So it's like the public really doesn't know where to go. I haven't seen any sharp money coming in on this game. I haven't seen public money uh, one side or the other. So, and I'm kind of in the same camp. I, I really don't like a side. I mean, I would lean towards the Colts here just because I, I I really like what they're doing. But Tennessee's a team that's always, to me, they always play better than the team. Um, so mm -hmm. I guess you got to give credit to Vrabel for that. They but pull the, out the wings. They seem like they exceed what their expectations are to me yeah, all the time. So, I, and I've I've been on Tennessee almost every game this year. I'll be off them this week and I won't be on the Colts either. Um, I've had a lot of Colts as well. So this is one I'm just going to kind of sit back and watch. I like it. Yeah, the sum their their uh, performance is greater than the sum total of their parts, or or something along those lines, right? Um, yeah, I don't think I could bet that game. I, if I did have to bet it, though, I think I would actually be leaning on the Titan side. But I'm not I'm not taking a side on that one uh, aggressively at all. Um, so, guys, if you're watching this, let us know who your favorite quarterback wide receiver stack is in the um, in the Week Five main slate, and what we'll do is we're going to give a free month of Sharp app to any new user from Sharp who can who can hit the perfect QB wide receiver stack in this one. So drop a comment in the description or in the comment section telling us who your favorite quarterback wide receiver stack is for the NFL Week 5 main slate. All right, um, this is the last game, and uh-oh, I got another one. Uh 
the full version of that song is pretty awesome, by the way. Just uh, Rihanna. Um, but another awesome thing is I've been playing that clip and we haven't been getting uh, YouTube striked for it. So apparently the Lonely Island Boys are cool with us playing a couple bars from their song. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, Chiefs at the Vikings, John. 53-point total. This is the game that stands out above all the others this week. Two fantastic offenses facing off. Um, Chiefs are on the road. Five-and-a-half-point road favorites. The Vikings at home in the dome. All the weapons intact. Let's start with the betting angles, then we'll talk some DFS. Yeah, so, I mean... Uh... You said the games at five is uh, Kansas City minus five, 52 and a half to 53 and a half, depending on the book where you're at. Line's been kind of bouncing around. It got to six and a half, then quickly went back to uh, to five. Let's check the total quick. The total 51 and a half has been bet up to 53. The money or the, the actual tickets on the game coming all uh, coming in on, on Kansas City. So the public's betting Kansas City here, but the money's kind of 50 50. So, um, I think the public, the public obviously likes Kansas City, uh, and I kind of agree. I'd be, I, I wouldn't be jumping on Kansas City all that quickly. Kansas City has not impressed me yet with what they've done. Not that Minnesota has been great, uh, but Minnesota's like the flip of what they were last year. Uh, quickly on the total, most of the tickets and most of the money's coming in on the over. But Minnesota's the opposite of what they were last year. Minnesota, basically, where I have them in the rankings is where I had them last year. And last year they were a 13-win team, and this year they're one and three. And it's like, but this is the team that they are. So it's kind of regression to the mean. If this team was three and one, which they easily could have been uh, with some of the games that they've had this year, this line may be down to three. So I would actually lean a little bit towards the Minnesota side. I don't really like the game as a bet, but I wouldn't be jumping all over Kansas City here. Um, I think Kansas City right now, you're you're betting them on reputation and not what they've done during the year. I granted the records three and one, but have they been that impressive? I mean, could have easily lost that game last week. Mahomes look at the low yardage project prediction on the yeah, power. Well, range. Look what they've done. Like they look terrible against Jacksonville and Jacksonville hasn't been world beaters uh, so far this year. Uh, they lose the game to, to Detroit. And what was their, what was their other game? I think they had one really good game in there week three um, that I'm forgetting now uh, who they played. I can't remember, but uh, you know, what what uh, every one of these games featured the same situation, which is, you know, Kansas City really lacks wide receivers that are good. And I think that's really holding them back a little bit. I think they had the no Kelsey game, which was a disaster from an offensive standpoint for the team. Uh, I think that was that week two game. And then and then now you've got the the whole uh, T-Swizz thing following the team around. It's fun. It's it's fun to talk about. But like I, I, I'm telling you, that team was distracted. Um, because of that going into that Monday game and everybody was out partying in New York City Sunday night, you know what I mean? So like there there are some issues going on, but I think it's more personnel wise. Like the, the the Chiefs just don't have a good wide receiver. They don't have a competent wide receiver. They'll take competent right now. Like Martez Valdez Scantling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. That dude sucks. Like he drops passes like he's a, like he's a high school football player. You shouldn't drop passes when you get to the national football league that any high school kid can catch. And he does that. So it's like, he's no good. Uh, Kadarius Tony. I don't know what the hell, but he, that guy, that guy, the minute you think he's good is a disaster. I, you know, I don't know what's going on with him, but he's got, he got speed, he got talent, but he's got something, something wrong in the head. And he got kind of sky more and ratio, right? Like they just have nothing going on at wide receiver. I think somebody can emerge, but right now it's tough for Mahomes. Mahomes making dumb mistakes uh, against the jets. Just, just off his game, like not normal mistakes, like out drinking the night before level mistakes. You ever have? You ever go out drinking the night before, and then you got to make decisions the next day, John? All the time, and you make poor decisions. Yes. So I know, I I know through the grapevine that you're known for making the poor decisions while you're out drinking. I'm pretty good club, with that at the club. It's always an excuse. Yeah, you, know, you just use that as an excuse. It's there's a there's a there's a trail of uh, stripper tears all across uh, Tampa. Yeah, I mean that's it's a fun story, but that is not true. 
I, I, I will, I will believe that story regardless of how many times you deny it, sir. Not uh, true. Regardless of that, I will believe it. Yeah. Kansas city, Minnesota, you know, it's weird because as much as it stands out as the game of the week, uh, again, the power rankings do not, um, really screen. Cause yeah, that Kansas city, the one Kansas city game we forgot was Chicago. So it's like, okay. We know what you get there. So that was the only game they really looked great. You don't get credit for that though. The power you don't get credit. discounts that game because everybody's tearing up Chicago. Right. So look at the, look at their other games. Jets. Okay. Jets really good defense. But you know, this is the Chiefs. Like the Chiefs are supposed to just come out and roll people. Didn't look great in that game. Jacksonville just, you know, that game was terrible. Um, you know, and maybe maybe the the Chiefs defense has played better this year for sure. Have they? Um, let me let me let me present a different angle for this game. You know, everybody, you know, it's the Chiefs. And you want to load up on the Chiefs, but the reality is, it's the it's the Vikings that don't have a dominant running back, so they're basically forced to do their scoring through the air, right? The better quarterback between Mahomes and Kirk Cousins this season, from a fantasy scoring perspective, has been Kirk Cousins. He's cheaper. He's connected with uh, stacks galore. And when I say stacks galore, it's difficult to figure out which one. There are so many of them that you're kind of like, huh, oh, yeah, I'd like to play him with Justin Jefferson. Or, sure, I'd like some TJ Hawkinson action, right? But then you're like, hey, wait a second. Everybody forgot about Jordan Addison. But in up in up uh, passing uh, games, it's Addison who's going to be the most correlated with a positive game from Kirk Cousins, the captain. So for me, I like the, I like the, the angle of attacking the Vikings. They're at home, they're in the dome, they're comfortable, and they have stack options galore, as opposed to Mahomes, who, while I think personally will have a good game, outside of having to pay up for the tight end with, with Kelsey, like you don't feel good about Mahomes with Rishi Rice or Sky Moore. You don't feel good about that stack. You're kind of thinking, this stack is going to fuck me. Like, I don't think, I don't think this, this wide receiver is going to do what I need to get me the 60 points that I need for my stack. Like the problem is when, when Mahomes gets you 35, there is not another 30, 25 pointer uh, that you could pair him up with. Who's that? There's no one. Now, you know, and it's when the team plays, but now can the Minnesota defense is not that good, but in the future, you know, if these wide receivers are going to be as bad as they are, it's going to be tougher actually on Kel. I don't think it helps Kelsey. I think it hurts him because now you could just start double teaming Kelsey here and just let someone else beat you. I mean, that's how I would play it against them. Uh, you know, Kelsey didn't do much Sunday night. Jets were able to pretty much keep him in check. Um, he was out the night before. Yeah, I get it. You know, it was a big game in front of his girlfriend. But uh, no, no, but, he, but like he was seen like leaving Taylor's uh, hotel room like the next morning, you know, like snuck out after curfew kind of shit. I'm telling you, shenanigans were going on because it's T-Swiss. She's like, she calls up, she calls up Travis and she's like, hey, Ryan Reynolds. Hugh Jackman and Blake Lively are all hanging out. You want to grab Pat and and uh, and Brittany and come over? And he's like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh what would you do? I'm a professional. John. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a professional, man. So, but, but Hugh Jackman is hanging out. I actually ran into Hugh Jackman one time at a club uh, in the city. So I've, I've, I've experienced that. Was Blake Lively there too? Because, no. you know, at some point when Blake... And, and Ryan Reynolds is hanging out. You're like, Deadpool's here? Wait, Deadpool's at your house right now. And what's he doing? They're like, oh, he's he's got his tequila. You know, Ryan Reynolds got some tequila. Oh, he brought some tequila. We're all having we're all having a party. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming over. Hold on a second. I'll be right over. That's what you say. You don't say no. Who the fuck would say no? It's a night game. You got plenty of time to rest. Yeah, we sleep in tomorrow. Don't worry about it. You, you know what they weren't doing while they were hanging out with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively? They weren't studying game film of the Jets. You know why? Because they're like, it's the Jets. Well, who fucking needs to look at game film of Zach Wilson? Like, I already know he sucks. Let's just play the game. That's what. That's how teams let down. What is this relevant to next week? Nothing. I just None. wanted to share the story about Deadpool and the whole thing. My anecdote about, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, Travis, grab Pat and Brittany and come over. Everybody's hanging out. Do that. That box, that guy. I'm like the amount of football that's ever been watched in that box. That box was jam packed, and I don't know if there was a full game of football amongst all of them uh, of ever been watched before. So, I was tempted to call my DraftKings rep and, and get get uh, tickets for the game. 
you can't like the well the so like the betters are getting preferential uh, treatment like even i can't get uh, no, i have a betting like, rep i have a i can't get rep. yeah i can't get like the skybox uh for like I, I wanted to get jets monday like i'm like yeah hook me up with some jets monday night they're like uh this was from fanduel they're like they're like dude it's it's all going to the sports betters and uh not the uh dfs guys so the sports betting is is the, like i can't put the volume in they they won't let us on uh on the sports betting side and they're like, yeah, which I don't blame them. They make so much more money off the sports betting guys than they do DFS guys. So the stuff I used to get, we don't really get as, uh, as much anymore. They shit on the DFS player. Yeah. They don't make their money. It's like the poker guys. Like the reason back in the day, there weren't that many casinos that had poker is because the house doesn't really make that much money off poker, but then they were forced to do it because people actually were coming to play poker yeah, uh, you know, they much rather put a slot machine in there. They make a lot more per square foot on a slot machine than you do on a poker table. Greedy bastards. Mm-hmm. But it is a sign. It is a positive sign to follow bets from somebody who's been massively limited on most sports books. That's a that's a good sign that you're doing something right, John. So, um, guys, that's going to do it for the uh, NFL Week Five main slate of games. If you want to follow John, if you want to tail his bets. Get his DFS picks, get access to the power ranking sheet amongst all the other incredible tools. Sharp.app, promo code DFSA2020. Yeah, I think it's 20 actually. DFSA20 knocks 20% off. It's exclusive for YouTube watchers of the DFS Army channel. DFSA20, 20% off your Sharp app subscription. It's like 39 bucks a month. Totally worth it just for the Proptimizer alone. And of course, the community, the bets, just following John's plays. He posts all of his bets. Yeah, and if you're too, in the like, Discord. we got all the top, like the Proptimizer tool is is honestly, just for the Proptimizer tool, you're, you're getting way more value than, than you should. Like for the price, it's ridiculous. But then if you're even too lazy to go through the Proptimizer tool and Which look at people are. Props, I just, I go through the tool myself and then I just post the the props from that tool, the best ones that I think of. I had two props last weekend. They both won uh, fairly easily. So, you know, they may not be the sexiest plays. Um, I had like Chris Moore under two and a half catches. Like nobody's playing Chris Moore. A win props, is a win, but, bro. But as long as they win, he only had one. And it was two and a half was the was the number. So we hit that one really easy. But we did have a, nice, a sexy one. I guess Mark Andrews was a little bit sexier. His Touchdown over, prop. His over on uh, receptions, his over reception okay. prop. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll see. We got a prop, got a prop going on today, but you guys won't won't uh, hear it. It's in the it, MLB. By but, the time this is out there, yeah. they'll miss it. But if they are in 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 the Sharp Discord, they'll get that. And of course, we have it all going on for DFS over at DFS Army as well. So if you're watching this, I first ask that you just subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell for videos when they come out. But if you want to take your DFS to the next level, if you want to actually learn how to play DFS in the theory and use actual tools that professional betters like and, and DFS players like John Statsation Alessia, who calls me when a, when, a, when, a, when a projection is off or a player is missing, I know you're using it, and I, I appreciate that as well. Um, and you want to use the tools that professional sports uh, DFS players use. You can sign up at DFS Army. We teach you how to use the tools. Our theory, our our, our theme is turning DF average Joes into DFS pros. We've proved it again and again and again and again. Look at the top of the leaderboards for the contest that you're in. It's a DFS Army avatar up top. So make sure to sign up for DFS Army. Promo code Geek gets you 10% off your monthly dues. That's going to do it for the game plan. NFL Week 5. We will see you guys next time.